0: firstly congratulations on becoming a member of the two timers club all the way back in episode 36 you made your debut and here we are 90 odd episodes later and you're back we won't retread too much old ground but for those who don't know you just a quick overview of who you are as a photographer yeah
1: um yeah thanks for having me back um i am a commercial and fine art photographer i'm in greenville south carolina um do a lot of mostly portrait work and a lot of like kind of uh, real sort of vulnerable type work and shoot on film and a lot of digital as well for my commercial work. And right now I'm kind of pressing hard into the fine art market and trying to push in that direction.
0: My my big initial grab with you, the, the part of your work that grabbed me so much was uh, your, I believe your first book, The Co-Project. Mm -hmm. and yeah that was the first one and so I mean I guess because we're going to be talking a little bit about your new book just in general do you feel like having having a project like a book something that has a bit of a deadline to it helps sort of push your creativity and helps you improve (coughs) as a photographer as much as just being able to freely shoot
1: um yeah I think it does it helps me kind of it sort of gives me a direction which I kind of need for my work And I think a lot of my work is sort of narrative-based. So it's like one shoot doesn't really cover what I'm going for as often. So usually it's like a whole series makes a lot more sense. And a lot of my work is kind of... um, its I would consider it fine art, but it's not as much like, you know, wall art type stuff. Like people might not put it up. So as a book, it really works well as the kind of... It's like a good delivery system for the type of work I do.
0: And when you say about like having multiple images in, in order to get across the, the narrative that you're trying to put out, is that something that when you're making something like a book it's quite hard to do because I, I already have trouble selecting images when I don't really have any particular purpose other than for my portfolio. <laughs> I imagine for making yeah. a book, it must be really hard to, to sort of cast some images out that you might have a huge connection with, but they just don't fit in with the book.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely been a challenge, especially because like with this new one, I'm shooting the whole thing on film, and but I'm shooting some digital to kind of um, like get my lighting right and things like that because, you know, I can only afford so much film for that camera. And I've had <laughs> shots that like work, you know, like they work really well in digital and for some odd reason, they don't work on film. And there's been definitely stuff I've had to get rid of. But yeah, it's, it's tough. I don't know. I like that process. Though. Like I enjoy it. I'm not a super sentimental person, so I am in okay. my personal life, but in, in my work, like I can get rid of an image if I know why and I like it. Like I can still be like, nah, I'm not going to use that.
0: Well, that's a madly underrated skill because I'm someone that gets way too attached to certain images and uh, usually hold on to stuff far beyond its expiration date. Before, <laughs> yeah. I guess we just need I mean, to, we too, need yeah. to start outlining your, your new book, this new project. So yeah. tell, tell us a little bit about your inspiration for skin.
1: It was kind of a process that led me to it, but, you know, I did the coat project last year, which was like all these people and it was kind of, it wasn't really about covering up, but it was, you know, a a coat is a covering. So it was sort of an underlying theme of it. So this year, you know, COVID hit, I think it was right after me and you talked and I was just looking for something like there was nothing happening. COVID was, you know, shutting down everything and I just needed some kind of something to put my brain power into. So, and I had talked to a lot of people that were sort of struggling with body image, and COVID had really changed their, you know, mindset about that. Now they're at home, and you know, a lot of people gained weight through it. And I just thought, you know, that's that's going to be an interesting topic that's not as looked at. I don't think, as far as photo projects, um, in you know, at that point in time. So that kind of stemmed from that, and I started talking to people about. You know, I'd never really done nudes before. I I'd shot some nude, partial nudes for the coat project, and I just I was looking for something new to try, and so it just kind of all fell into that. And and to some extent, I like kind of go for it with projects. I don't like think it out to the point of like knowing everything about it before I do it. Like I just kind of go for it. Project sort of starts to take on its own legs, and the theme sort of comes from that. So. It was a struggle at the beginning because I wasn't quite sure if it was a good idea or if it was something I could, you know, want to do. And But it's really turned into a cool thing and people have really latched onto it. It's been great.
0: And How did you go about finding subjects for this? Because obviously I feel like there'd be an enormous amount of trust needed to take some of the images that you've taken. Yeah. I mean, obviously you have this fantastic body of work previously that people can go to and see how talented you are as a photographer. But how did you go about sourcing the people that would be your subjects?
1: Um, it's sort of it's sort of evolved through the process, but um I've been shooting it for about I wanna say eight months. It's really hard to tell time this year, but I think it's been about eight months <laughs> since I started since I started. Feels like about three years, but um <laughs> so I've kinda you know, I've got a, a really great like friend group and following that trust me now. And they know like I'm not, you know, like a creepy photographer. So I sort of started out with people that I knew had done like figure modeling and so the first handful of people like had done nudes before and like the first person was a friend of mine that had done figure modeling. So I thought that'll, you know, that's like my first real full nude shoot. So like I felt more comfortable with that. And then as it progressed, people really like caught on to what I was doing. And so then I started getting volunteers of people with different body types and different, um, you know, different uh, skin, I'm trying to think how to call that, Conditions, I guess I would say. Um, and so it just kind of progressed from there. Like, as more of those people did it, more people saw it and wanted to be part of it. And by the end, I have a really broad spectrum of people that have done it.
0: And in terms of the way that you photographed it, like the actual process where you're photographing yeah. it, are you, are you constantly thinking about like the bigger picture of how the picture that you're taking right now will communicate what you're doing with regard to all of the other images that you want to take? Or were you taking it on a picture by picture basis?
1: Um, hmm. it, it's sort of a mood of the day thing. <laughs> like sometimes right. I have a really, you know, sometimes I have the time to think it out and I'll really put a lot of thought into that. Sometimes I, just sort of go by feel and let the shoot happen and see what comes of it. But, but I did try to have the book in mind when I was shooting. I was, you know, like with that four by five camera, I try not to crop a lot. So like I was thinking out through that and like trying to get different poses from people. And, um, just, you know, I was really mainly just pushing the like vulnerability of the images and like not letting it be too posed or thought out. I think a project like this works well for me because I'm not a, I'm not really a thinker on a shoot. Like I really kind of go with what's feeling right and see what works and like kind of collaborate with the person. And I feel like a book project like this works well with that. To so, like not be too, you know, you shoot 60 people. Like there's only so many different poses you could do if you really like tried to like think pose before every mm. shot. So I just kind of feel it out.
0: And there's definitely a parallel, not to sound like I'm too deep with this kind of thing. Cause I'm definitely not a very high <laughs> IQ person, but there's definitely a parallel between having um a book or a set of images essentially showing the the vast range of the human body in terms of like you you mentioned sort of like imperfections and and the differences in the way people look and the things that aren't often highlighted I guess by photo phot- by photographic mediums that those imperfections mixed with the imperfections of film photography, specifically in like the, the developing section of the, you know, the process, is that something that was like an artistic choice that you would have the imperfections of the film be as much a part of, of the sort of DNA of the project as much as the imperfections of the person?
1: Um, I feel like that's a really high IQ question actually. (laughs) It's so funny because I didn't have that in mind. I really just, when I started with the film, I thought, I just really want to do a full project with film. I feel like that's like a challenge for myself. And honestly, it's weird that you asked me that because I woke up this morning and I'm like, what if Chris asked me why I'm I'm shooting film? And I thought, it does sort of (laughs) parallel that and like it gives it that organicness. And it sort of, I think it sort of pushes even further the fact that, you know, those things that are usually hidden and like, you know, retouched over, fixed. Can be like a beautiful part of the project, so I do I do feel like it like runs a parallel for sure.
0: In terms of the gear that you were using to create this, I mean, you've obviously got this wonderful large format camera. Do you want to just take us through the camera, the lens, just roughly your setup? Are you using natural light? Are you using studio lights? What are you doing to, to make these images?
1: Uh, sure. So it's a really simple setup. Like I tr- I try to keep it pretty simple. Um, I have a studio in like a hundred year old. Uh, it used to be a textile mill and it just has these big beautiful windows so i set up um kind of next to it i just let it side light i put in a like a um, negative fill to kind of keep it from reflecting too much and uh i just keep it really simple with that a white background i have three props three well four props three boxes that are like these plain white boxes that are sort of beat up and then this stool that it looks like it's like 200 years old. It's all rusty and messed up. Um, that's the only thing in the shot other than the people. And then as far as the camera, I'm shooting a, a Calumet um, 4x5 and it's got a it's got a 180 lens on it, which is like, I think a full frame digital equivalent of like a 60. Okay. So just kind of a nice standard lens. Um, and then I'm shooting uh ilford hp5 for everything and i started out shooting i started out developing with hc 110 and then uh because of covid i think a lot of people started home developing and then now it's like sold out everywhere and i moved to d76 because it was just a little easier to get um but that's the whole setup like there's really not much to it like i don't do any lighting um i just kind of let the light of the day happens sometimes it's a little harder than others and sometimes it's like super soft and that's that's not it pretty simple
0: what was it that led you to to select hp5 specifically i mean obviously you've got a lot of options at the medium format and the 35 mil level but i have no idea when you get to four by five how many options there really are for a 400 speed black and white
1: yeah there's not many um i think probably if i looked at it if you don't count student film which i usually like won't shoot that uh, even though it's probably the same thing as the other stuff, but um, <laughs> sorry, <Yelford>. Uh But <laughs> so you really only have like five choices. Kodak's a little more expensive, so I sort of avoid it because it just gets pricey. And I need something fast enough because the natural light in there. I actually have to push it to I push it to 800 speed almost all the time, and then every once in a while I have to push it to 1600. So I have to have like a little bit higher speed. So really, it was just kind of there's only like two options for that. But I do like it because it's sort of flatter. And so I'm able to scan and then add my contrast after the fact. And I, I sort of like to have that control.
0: I mean, overall, when you're looking at the the images that you've produced over this eight months that felt like three years, do you, do, you, do you really feel like you got way more than you expected to get from it in terms of the final images that could have made the book? Or do you feel like there are parts of it where you were quite frustrated that you didn't quite get what you wanted?
1: There's been, a, it's been interesting. There's been a mix. Um, I've gotten something on every shoot. Like I felt good about it. And, you know, with this subject matter, like every image doesn't have to be like a frameable fine art image. You know, some of them can just have a lighter message. And I feel like I've gotten something from every shoot. And I actually feel like now I've shot about, I think I'll end up shooting 600 negatives which doesn't sound like a lot, but most shoots are six to 10. Mm-hmm. And so I've done about 60 people, which is a lot more than I originally planned. But, um, but yeah, I feel like I've got something strong from everybody. Everybody's really come in like open to it. And I feel like that's the big key is like that. Not so much the, you know, like if people come in, they they get the project they understand what I'm going for, like everything else goes smoothly.
0: Do you feel like when you've spoken to the, the subjects that you've had in, that they've taken something from the experience of doing the shoot? Is it something that's, that's helped them perhaps with, with an issue that they've had or they've just found it to be an interesting change of pace? It's confidence building. You know, has is, is there been positives come from it from, from the subjects?
1: Yeah, actually, I've, I've been really excited the last few days because I sent out an email right before I did the Kickstarter announcement to all the people that are in the book. And I just said, you know, if you want to send like a little story about how you felt about it or how you feel about your body or you are doing nudity or anything like that, like send me it and I'll try to find a use for it uh, either in the book or, you know, during the promotion stuff. And I've gotten some really cool stories. from People, you know, who have dealt with things for years with their body and they've never revealed it to anybody and they've held it in. And this book, you know, let them kind of release that. and kind of move on from it. So it's been really cool to hear that. So I'm hoping to start sharing some of those stories here
0: soon. I mean we'll get to the Kickstarter shortly. With with the process though, with this project, it feels like you have basically you've not not to make you get too big headed here, but you certainly have seemed to have done <laughs> everything involved. You you know you obviously had the inception of the idea. You were shooting stuff, you've done the developing and the selection process. Is it integral for you to be that involved was that a very important part of you doing this as a project
1: yeah i like to have my hands on all of it i mean i definitely have had help like there's definitely been a lot of people behind the scenes helping me um my girlfriend's done like a ton of stuff to help and um i had you know the video i did for kickstarter had five or six people involved to get that done and but yeah as far as the main like you know people have offered to help me with the film development because that's sort of a full-time job right now and i just feel like i want to do all that start to finish i just want the images to like be 100 percent for me um i don't know if that's a good trait or a bad trait but it <laughs> just feels right so <laughs> but as far it's as not, the book goes like you know it's a little different but the project itself like i do i do want to try to do all this it.
0: is it is it something where you feel like you've done the coat project last year and skin this year. And obviously I'm not trying to put too much pressure on you to come up with a new idea every five minutes, but is okay. it something where you feel like you're going to have sort of a bit of a, a, continuing, a continuing desire to make, make these projects and make these books? And, and I guess the second part of that question would be, do you feel like they all have to link in some way? Because obviously you mentioned the Coat Project being about kind of, not being about, but in some way being about being covered. And then skin being yeah. sort of the opposite of that, if you were to to continue, would you want each sort of following project to have some kind of link back, or would it be something where you'd be quite happy right. to completely break free and do something different
1: uh, i'm still I'm just kind of trying to figure that out right now, honestly because I've got some ideas for what I want to do next, and um, I'm trying to decide I think my My instinct tells me it's time to change and do something different. But at the same time, I think the running thread will not be, you know, like the relationship from the co-project to the skin project is is real. But I think the next one probably won't have that connection. But I think the thing that I will keep in there is I think people have really connected with the fact that these two books can kind of involve anybody. Like the subject matter could be anybody. And I think that's been a big um, benefit to it. So I think I'll try to keep that as part of the theme, but maybe not, you know, it might not relate to the skin project, whatever I do next.
0: And, you know, do you feel like having, um, are you someone that feels like they have to have a deadline or some kind of project to work up to, to actually be able to go through the gears? Because like you said, you're not really a a thinker on shoots in, in the same like sort of incredibly analytical way is there a danger for, and i certainly would say it would be for me that you can kind of start to coast through work because you know it's it's job after job and and you're not you're not looking at an end sort of project deadline whereas having yeah. this kind of thing where you have a book or, or anything like that you feel like you have to build up towards something and it can actually kind of shake you up and wake you up a little bit of what you're doing
1: yeah i do think it helps i mean sometimes it's not a book sometimes it's like a show like I have a show, an exhibit coming up in February that is more single image. Like it's not as much about a specific series. So I think anything like that helps me to kind of have some sort of end goal. And I just like the bigger picture idea. Like, I don't know, I just single images I like and I shoot single image, you know, I do shoots where it's, there's not a specific theme and I love that. But yeah, I need that motivation of like an end project. And I like all this, like, stuff with having to promote it and like i like all that too so it kind of helps to have that it sort of all comes together in that
0: way when it comes to how how it's ended up you now have uh, you know because this is coming out i think it's february it starts shipping now you have a good idea physically what this looks like as a project how much does it relate to what you thought it would look like when you first come up with the idea and and how much evolution has there been to what you've been doing
1: oh yeah. <laughs> it's been it's completely different i think i really struggled with it at the beginning to be honest like i started the idea and i just thought like greenville's a pretty conservative place in some ways like i mean my friend group is not but i know like in general greenville can be and i thought you know they're gonna ask me to leave town and just tell me to move (laughs) somewhere else (laughs) so but honestly it's not been like that at all i've had so much support for it and I think that evolved because at first I was just like, is this a bad idea? Like, is anybody going to buy this book? But now I feel really confident about it. And like, it's really, I think the message got clearer the longer I worked on it. And, you know, people started to really see what I was doing and that it wasn't just, I mean, there's nothing wrong with like a, you know, fine art nude book that's about beauty, but I think they saw that it wasn't just about that, like a bigger, a bigger subject.
0: And you, obviously you've been involved in every, you've been involved in every part of the process up to the, up to the book part. Mm-hmm. You, which, which part has been the hardest for you or which one surprised you with the difficulty?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's been a few interesting things. It didn't end up being difficult, but one of the funny shoots was one of my really close friends, Will, a great local star over here that I, I really respect, but he came in for it. And like, we hang out all the time. So I'm just like, is this going to be really It was the only shoot where I was like, is this going to be weird to like, you know, be around, (laughs) but it ended up being, it was totally fine. Like he got the subject, he got what we were going for. That part wasn't weird. I think the most difficult part, honestly, has just been more the like promotion, you know, Kickstarter is new to me. Uh, Developing the film has been a lot more than I thought it would be. Like 600 negatives is a lot of developing. Like, I think I figured out the other day that it's like, probably gonna take you know two 40-hour weeks straight just to develop all that film like that part I didn't really consider at the time (laughs) like that's an interest and then I have to scan it all so then it's like all these extra processes I didn't have for the
0: co-project. Now you've mentioned Kickstarter and obviously one of the great things about the 21st century is the fact that you know publishing has become a lot more democratized people can see through their own artistic side of things without being kind of guided by people that are trying to uh, make it as commercially viable as possible it's more about your artistic impression and then you go out and you find your audience through something like kickstarter Mm. i get the impression and i I obviously only know you from two conversations in person by which i mean over the phone and then the rest of it's been through messages on instagram but i get the impression you're not someone that's uh, big on sort of self advertising and and uh, self promoting. So, how much of a of a yeah. difficulty is it for you to put yourself out there and sort of celebrate yourself in this kind of way?
1: Um, it's it's not my favorite thing to do for sure. I like obviously like getting feedback from people and like I like that part of it, but I don't. I'm not like a big advertiser. I honestly, I see most of my promotion as like making friends and then my friends kind of help me promote it and that's worked really well for something like this because I don't need a huge audience I don't need 10,000 people to buy this book you know I need like a like a hundred people that's so a little easier for me to like build an audience for it and have a more concentrated following I guess mm-hmm. but and it's sort of grown on its own which has been nice like the co-project sort of kicked it off and now people have really started to like follow the work and excited about it. So it's sort of taken its own legs a little
0: bit. Well, it's been quite exciting because since I had you on on episode 36, you've been a recurring name with portrait photographers who um, I've spoken to about coming onto the podcast and then they've come on the podcast. They've then, after having been on an episode themselves, they go back and they listen to a few episodes previously and your episode comes up very, very often and your work yeah, comes up very often. The co-project comes up very often. So it's, it's, it's been really interesting and really exciting to see. And one that's thing like I will one. say, well, one thing I will say that's obviously not going to be known by other people because it's something that's happened in messages and there's no coercion here. This is something that you're probably going to be annoyed that I bring up. <laughs> but there's very few people at all that have ever helped me out as much when it comes to me annoying you. God knows what time it is for you because I'm, I'm all the way over here in Europe. And I'll message you about the most stupid stuff that I should be able to figure out myself. But someone in your position, you're much more intelligent than me when it comes to this stuff. So you help me out pretty uh-huh. much constantly since we spoke uh, many months back. So you're an incredibly selfless person when it comes to dishing out the really helpful free advice. I uh, guess when it comes, when it comes to a, a book like this or when it comes to a project like this, let's say someone else wants to go out and, and kind of be inspired by what you've done and create their own book. What advice would you give them having gone through the process a couple of times in terms of, you know, things to avoid things to enjoy, you know, what uh, obviously having 600 million um, films to develop, isn't the the most exciting part of it, I imagine. But what advice would you give to people (laughs) that are looking to do this themselves?
1: Um, interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Um, I don't know, maybe I think that probably the same advice I give when people say they want to start shooting four by five. I think that is like, don't let people tell you it's going to be super difficult. I feel like people put the spin on it and they want it to seem like this impossible task, and it's not not that hard. Like the hard part is really just having the energy to put into it and like sticking to it and figuring all that out. Like it's not technically that difficult, but um, but then I think find a good source for the book. Like I have, I am very lucky because my friend Craig owns a big print company here in Greenville and he prints my book for me and that is a big help. So like if you can find a good source for that, like that takes so much pressure off. Um, and then just learn how to use. Uh, so for the co-project, I had to like learn how to use um, InDesign in about a week. I like learn how to use <laughs> InDesign in more than a week because it sucks. It's <laughs> not easy. It's not as straightforward as Photoshop. Uh the, I think like that, and just watch your budget. You know, things like that are really all there is. To it. It's honestly more just like a: Are you willing to put the you know blood and sweat into it?
0: And now that you have put the blood and sweat into it, obviously the images look incredible, and the video for the Kickstarter was was fantastic. You've already mentioned that as well. I've I've made my pledge. I'm looking forward to receiving my copy. I but that. I I think not so much as a, a case of us kind of pushing a book i'm not going to go down the jimmy fallon route of trying to well, firstly because i don't laugh every joke that <laughs> not funny but i um, not to go down the jimmy fallon route of pushing this onto people but i know a lot of people personally and i know a lot of people through the podcast who are big fans of photo books and and obviously i, I really feel yeah. like your work is well obviously because I've, I've put my money where my mouth is and it's it's something i'm really looking forward to receiving let's talk about this kickstarter you know, it's, it's all available through your Instagram, right? They can go to a link on your Instagram and, um, or from your website yeah. and find, and find the, the link to the Kickstarter. When it came to putting together that video where you talked about the, the project, how, how difficult is that for someone who's used to being behind the camera to be in front of it and then to talk about the project?
1: Oh, uh, it was real difficult. <laughs> it was really hard. Um, so I, I actually started out in video before I got into photography So the technical part of that wasn't too bad. Like I know how to shoot well enough to like, you know, make something. It's not going to be like film festival winner, but like (laughs) I can get it shot and I can do the sound. So that part wasn't too bad, but like the recording it and talking about the project was super difficult. Um, I actually shot it once with my friend Evan and it came out okay, but I felt like I didn't, I didn't know the project well enough at that point. I like stopped when actually half the sound cut out. So then we, I had to throw all that away. And then uh, my girlfriend Danny helped, and we reshot it. And I just we just really like thought out each part of the project better, so it made more sense and it was more you know like a deeper meaning than, and not so much about just the technique and stuff. So it took it took a lot of work. It was that was a hard hard thing think you have these projects in your head and like it makes sense to you and it feels very deep inside your head you know like it has a lot of meaning to you but it's really hard to translate that and get that out to other people Uh, and i still watch that video and i'm not quite sure it's all there but i think it was good enough to like make sense of it
0: i think it's great i think it's great and i like the fact that the aesthetic of the video matches obviously the aesthetic of the of the book it's not like it's you know really juxtaposed and, and so on I think the most important thing here is that we really we talk about the, the, the book itself and I yeah. want to kind of push as many people in your direction because all the time that I'm seeing photographers that I love being supported, that makes me happy. And in this day and age, being happy is an extremely rare commodity. So For sure. let's, let's push some people towards this Kickstarter. There's obviously levels to the Kickstarter and I'm, I'm relatively new to how all of this stuff works. And obviously, I think it jumps from like a soft cover to a hard cover. Would that be right? Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what's the so what's the varying levels that we've got on the Kickstarter?
1: Well, it's interesting because you know the co project I did a soft cover and it's sort of like a cardstock. It's not like a paper cover, but I guess yeah. But um, this time I really wanted to do something a little more like high end looking, and so I talked to Craig that has the print company, and I decided I was going to offer like a limited supply of these hard covers. And then at the last second, I was like, "Well, maybe I shouldn't limit those, and now those have been the big seller, so that's um I think honestly the book's gonna be more that like that'll be the more the actual book I thought it would be right. that makes oh, uh, but um, yeah, so I have I think I have like five or six options, but I'm doing like an early supporter thing where you get it on sale if you buy it before this Saturday, and then after that the book's gonna be yeah you know, like they'll be uh, the standard copy, which is like a nine by 12 soft cover. It's a really nicely like printed book. And then I'm doing an 11 by 14, like big coffee table book. And, uh, Craig found me this really cool material for the cover, which I'm working on getting a sample of. And it's going to have like an embossed, debossed, debossed, uh, logo on the front and, uh, 50 more pages. I think it's going to be really nice. Like I'm really excited to see those in print to be more what
0: I'm going for. It's really exciting. I, I think it's a, a really fantastic project. And um, I'll, be, I'll be honest, the one thing that I, I'm not a big fan of is having to wait until February because I'm essentially like a child. <laughs> and the second I see something that I want, I have to have it immediately or I throw a bit of a tantrum. But um, yeah, I think everyone needs to head over um, to have a look immediately. What I'm also going to ask, if it's okay with you, um, I'd like to stick yeah. the, uh, the video for your the, the promotion for your Kickstarter at the end of the video on this on YouTube where I also put the podcast just as an extra yeah, uh, place awesome. for people to see it. So yeah. let's just send yeah, people so in the cool. right direction. Let's link them up, which Which is the best way for them to find your Kickstarter because I did not pay attention to the URL when I was submitting my purchase. Uh, yeah,
1: the one thing with the Kickstarter like, is the, the URL ends up really long. Right. I don't have it memorized, but Probably the easiest way is the link tree on my Instagram account. But I also have a page on my website that sends people to it. Um, those two are probably the easiest, EliWarren.com or uh, at Eli photo on Instagram.
0: It's going to be an awesome project. I can't wait to receive the book. Once we're done here, I need to talk to you about potentially getting hold of some other things. Um, including your coat project book and a couple of prints potentially. So we'll do that off air, but I'm just showing how much of an interest I have in your phenomenal photography. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. I loved on this. Good talking to you.
0: Ah, but hold on. We're not done just yet. As a little bit of a surprise for Eli and a bonus for this podcast, I approached Sonny McCain, one of the wonderful subjects, who does appear in Eli's upcoming book, to talk about what it was like to be part of the project. So let's take a listen. Well, I guess the first thing that jumps out to me is how about Eli went about approaching you with this project. How did he? How did he first sort of broach the idea with you about you being included in such a big project?
2: Well, so that is an interesting question because actually, his girlfriend um, was supporting his project and posted something on her social media about how he was looking for models for pro for an upcoming project and I saw it and thought of my scroll and um was just like fuck yes I'm just gonna go for this I read through everything and um just submitted my name in front of her to her and was like you know I'm sure he has tons of people that are wanting to do this but if he needs the subject like I for personal reason am very interested in doing this and uh so just kind of left it at that and um a little time later, I think about a month later, she reached out and said, "Hey, I just want to let you know he's getting ready to email uh, models to come in to be able to do this. So um, just anticipate his email." And that's how we got connected. So really, it was kind of like a roll call <laughs> that I jumped in on um, that I was just really excited about and didn't know if it was going to happen or not or what. I, I, once once I read through what she was. Um, putting out there, you know, his intention of the book, it really hit home for me as something that I just wanted to do personally for myself.
0: And obviously, with it being such a personal thing for you, was there a point where you had any kind of nerves or apprehension about doing it after that initial buzz of wanting to do it? Were you ever kind of then suddenly thinking, oh, what have I got myself into?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think it probably crossed my mind for a split second once I like wrote him back after getting his formal email of the project and the how to's and, and what it was going to be all about and what he was looking for um, of maybe just like a little bit of nerves of excitement, but not hesitation or reservation about actually going um, through with it and, and being a part of it. No, I, I was committed for sure.
0: And then the actual shoot itself, what, you know, what was the process like for you? Was it, was it quite nerve wracking? Did you just kind of enjoy the whole flow of it? And, and what was it like having someone like Eli directing you? Oh
2: yeah. So the part that I appreciated about it, you know, I, I, I went in asking the questions of, okay, like you're, this is your thing. So you just tell me what to do. That's kind of, you know, my mentality of where we started the conversation. He's like, actually what I want is like to your comfort level, you know, everybody's unique and different of what they want to put out there. So I, you know, it seemed to me in the way that he was careful and um, and open with who was coming in to model for him that he he actually opened it back up to me and was like, What are you comfortable with? You know, what do you want to do? You know, I could tell you to do a pose, but if that's not comfortable for you, then you know, it's just it's not gonna neither one of us are gonna feel it and the emotions aren't gonna come out in the picture. And so he really gave me the floor to be able to he was like, Here are a few things to use, do whatever you want and move around however you want. If you have Ideas like or you know I think everybody has like a thing that they you know hopefully feel comfortable and confident in of their uniqueness or their body so that was really um, that was empowering to me to be like okay cool like I know that I really love moving my body in this particular way and you know I like to do yoga and I've grown up in sports and dancing so I'm very aware of my body um, so I was able to do the things that I knew would would um just convey me more and uh that was that was extremely comfortable there wasn't somebody telling me to do something that i i wouldn't have been comfortable doing or maybe would have been comfortable doing um and so we'd try some things and i'd move around and be like oh yeah right there okay that yeah don't move okay that's it um the flow was actually really great. We kind of got to play around and and that was wonderful. We, he, he wasn't looking for a particular thing, but a thing that he would have seen when he saw it. And so it, it played out really well.
0: I mean, you used the words um, empowering there. And I think that's something that's really important to Eli with this particular project. For those that are complete sociopaths and don't quite get it, or for those that perhaps just maybe are coming from a more conservative point of view in just in their own respects. In in what way did you find it empowering?
2: Uh, um, So I... Personally, I mean, I have red hair and freckles, and so my name is Sunny. You know, I grew up in America with Jennifer <laughs> St. and I was born in the 80s, and everybody had tan skin. I lived in Florida, and I always felt just so awkward and left out, um, you know, in certain ways. And Lord knows, every kid is made fun of for their own quirks and, you know, body types or whatever it is. And that definitely just made fun of forever for my freckles and I was empowered to see a photographer's vision of what my body looks like to them and my skin looks like to them and when he gave me the freedom to be able to move or pose or just be present how I felt comfortable I'm 36, you know, like I feel great in my body and who I am and confident with who I am. I think that's like the beauty of the 30s. You know, I, I really do truly believe that at that time, like you're most empowered and like you, you know, hopefully like you've gotten to a place in life where like, you know who you are and you, you know your strengths and, and, um, you know, again, for me, it was, I I grew up constantly moving my body. And so I was able to, <laughs> Honestly in my head I was like oh, okay this is like being at home and doing yoga in my house like I normally do I put on music or my boyfriend plays plays drums or guitar to music and I'll just dance around the living room and, and do yoga and that's really just what I did except I was in his studio and naked <laughs> for photos but that that was like my that was my comfort place and I really in my mind was like where's your comfort place like don't go into this not sure of who you are you know who you are so go to that happy place where you feel good about moving your body the only difference is it's less clothing and it's somebody is going to actually like see your beauty too and find find ways to enhance that or i mean enhance in the sense of capture it right um and again for me that was that was awesome he was not like oh my god no don't do that (laughs) and he didn't laugh and we had a good time and you know I just got to move around and the points be like there just hold that that's good um and that that really made me feel a whole lot more comfortable for the place that I was in in my head too
0: and then obviously moving on to the the final product when did you first get to see the images that had, had worked for Eli that he was going to go forward with and, and what did you, what was your initial sort of reaction?
2: So I, I've only seen two photos and, um, um, he, I think it was just a few weeks ago, maybe, that um, he posted one and I was just, I like freaked out. I was so excited. I was so excited to see that. I was so excited to see the black and white contrast of what my skin looks like and the freckles because um, they're dark. You know, I don't have, I'm a redhead with fair skin who loves the sun. Like I was always out in it. So I have really dark freckles from head to toe and it just looks so stunning in in his photos um so i have i have and i've been looking at everybody else's i can't get enough of his work actually like when he walked me around his studio when we were finished i went back and looked at his previous project the the coat project and just like kept dming i'm like oh my god i love this one oh my god this is beautiful oh my god like this work is phenomenal right like it's it's so good yeah. and so i'm just been obsessed ever since like i've only seen two of mine but i have just not gotten enough of everything that i have seen that he's got on social media and and the few prints that he's shown for um you know promoting the book and his kickstarter right now so i i am so looking forward to uh being able to get that book in my hands. so i don't really know what they all look like and i think that's even more exciting that he hasn't been like okay and here are all your photos You know, it doesn't give you that time to dissect them and go over them and second guess yourself. Like you just get to fully put the power in the create, you know, the creative's hands and let him let him do right by you.
0: Hundred percent. And and you mentioned earlier about coming into this for your own personal reasons. And I think probably every subject that put themselves forward would have come into it for their own personal reasons. But the most important question really is did you get out of it what you expected to? And do you feel like it was a completely fulfilling experience?
2: Fuck yes. Like that, I, I absolutely (laughs) was so tickled and excited. It, it fulfilled everything that I went into it for. I am not a model. I'm not like, you know, out doing photo shoots or anything. So it wasn't something where I was like, Oh, I got this. You know, it was just, I've got my mission. And if we can do that together, and this checks off two of these boxes, which was feel empowered and do something you've never done before with a professional, you know, putting putting their work out there, um, and then to also have this this new view of myself and what that what that does for me, you know, again being able to see somebody capture you in what they see. Um, And then accepting that, you know, having to look at it and accept yourself and go, that is me. You know, I didn't take the picture, I didn't take a selfie, I didn't get to critique it or fix it or you know have a different angle because I like this better. Like, it, it really, if you're looking at it the right way, I think it can give you a piece and of acceptance of, yeah, that's me. That's absolutely who I am. So yeah, I I am, I'm so thrilled with it. It it definitely marked off the boxes for me. And, um, you know, he sent so an email, just checking with everybody, make sure they're good with whatever is shown. I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, let's do it. Like, if you're going to do it, don't, don't second guess, like who might see it or who might not see it and all that. Like, just go with it. it it's awesome. It's so awesome. I can't wait. Uh, just can't wait. I can't wait to have the book for sure.
0: Well, something you just mentioned there um, is quite an interesting thought, really, because uh, quite often, especially uh, I'm 32, and and obviously younger generations than me have had phones in their hand pretty much their whole lives. And and they've been so used to being the person that photographs themselves the most. And they've got control Mm. over what goes out. They get control over what everyone sees. And everything now is edited to death. So no one ever really knows what anyone else really looks like how was that experience Mm -hmm. in the sense of giving up that power of your own image? Because obviously you're handing it over to someone that's going to interpret you in a completely different way than you would.
2: Yeah, that I, I had those thoughts going into it because he definitely asked, you know, I, I think he's extremely thoughtful and gave people the permission to also guide him on like, Hey, I don't like this certain part of my body or there's, you know, I'll absolutely do this, but I don't want to show this area or here's something that I feel insecure about. Please don't, you know, have like a close up of that or whatever. Um, and I thought through that and I had a moment where I mean exactly what you said, where I was like, okay, I know some of the things that I don't like about myself, but like then I'm I'm taking control out of putting the control back in my hands, which is not what the intention was. And just to have that, have that thought process, and then be aware of how silly it is, and go. This is who the fuck you are. Every day you walk around, and everybody sees this face, and you wear a bathing suit, and they see that body. So, let go, and don't be so insecure about the few little things that you know you may not like, and like try and hide from the world. They fucking see it. Everybody sees it. So, <laughs> no, I don't walk around naked every day for everybody, but it's still like, I'm not a very modest person. Lord, my household can tell you that, <laughs> but like I'm very free and open. So yeah, when I, I actually love that you asked that. It's making me smile. Um, when that moment crossed my mind, I was like, no, no, don't do that. Just let it roll like that. That was, that, I feel like that was a very empowering moment too, of like conquering that little, like need or knee jerk reaction to be like, oh yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, I don't like this part about my face or whatever. Like, it felt really good to be like, no, carry on. I don't. I don't want to tell you what I may or may not like. This is just gonna. It's, I'm how would I be able to see what he could see? You know, that's really what I was interested in is what he was going to capture. I I didn't know anything about Eli's art until after um, his girlfriend posted that and I started looking, I'm like, oh, hell yes, like could you be in better hands? (laughs) So let the man do his job and you you just do what he told you to do, which is move around, be free, enjoy it, and we'll capture some photos.
3: So
0: I actually interviewed Eli about 24 hours ago And then obviously now, without him knowing, we're doing this super secretive uh, quick chat about your experience. And at at the time that we're recording, the Kickstarter campaign for the book is $80 off of being complete. So that will be complete probably in the next... Yeah, it'll be be all sorted in probably the next 24 hours, hopefully. If not already, this podcast will push a couple of people to push it even higher. How does it feel to be someone that is definitely going to be In a book that's going out to multiple continents, let alone just some people in America. It's actually going to (laughs) Europe for sure, because I've got my copy coming. How does that feel?
2: Um uh you just put that thought in my head. I'm very like short sighted. I was like, Yeah, cool, we did that. That's fun. Yeah, it's gonna be out there. But like the capacity to which uh you just exposed my brain to <laughs> <laughs> I did not think about, haven't thought about. So like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I I j I don't have the words for that. I mean, I think that's awesome. I'm I love that. I love that I my daddy taught me long ago that like, you know, say yes to some things. Say yes to things that get you out of your bubble and like I definitely started living that like it, when I stepped into my thirties and just had like a lot of life changes going on where I was like, All right, I'm gonna you know, the things that I've limited myself in for feeling insecure about or uncomfortable or like Oh, surely I couldn't be a part of that, or I couldn't do you know this, that, or the other. We all have this thought about something that we feel like maybe we just would be better off not messing with it because surely there's somebody else that's better for it. Um, I I really made a life goal to say yes to things, and um, in doing that, you just get to be part of some cool experiences that you have no idea what unfolds. And typically, from just having that habit and being aware of the things that I could say yes to and, um, being a part of some things that I wouldn't normally do. I have made connections and friendships and, you know, just had life experiences that as small as they are, or maybe not like huge achievements, they still create a journey in my life that I never would have had before or people I never would have met. So, um, it, it, it's definitely fulfilling. It's definitely fulfilling. And I'm tickled that the book is going to be all over the place because I didn't really think about that.
0: <laughs> Eli's awesome. The book looks absolutely amazing. You're awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me.
2: Oh, so fun. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm excited. Thank you so much.
3: Always on the high Would it never grow old Here in Wichita We were down by the river All through the night Watching the stars them.